Hello and welcome to another very special episode of The Brave Room. As always, I'm your host, Juan Amiral. And with me today, I have a new guest. We have Amir. Say hi. Hello. And you may be wondering why I've brought Amir here. So there's a funny story behind this. Amir, could you tell the people what you do on the internet? Well, thank you for thank you for the question. So I post Gundam videos. I, I have a YouTube channel called Gundam Copio. But uh, it's going to be retiring soon anyway. Or maybe I'm not updating it that much due to work. But I used to post uh, Gundam videos, Gundam built videos. At the same time as well, videos about Gundam. So you can see that Gundams is, is the main topic of my YouTube channel. Yeah, Gundam as you can Papio. tell, he hates Gundam. And so <laughs> <laughs> and we, we did a panel together in 2017. Yes, actually right um if you like like today is like what 17th of july yeah so if it's like if you just leave it like a few in a few more days it's our like what four year anniversary kind of thing yeah yeah like since we did together <laughs> yeah no i does that did vax get get back to you with the recording of that because that was a great panel it was i that's the thing i we were like so excited for the panel that we do not record the panel but it was the best uh it was the best panel that i've ever had so far with a group of friends yeah we i just remember the whiteboard that said king lollicon on it that's oh yes we did iron blooded orphans and bandai has still not followed through with my request for a hg big o kit so <laughs> but what can we do and yeah, true. before we get into today's topic Remember, please comment, you know, share this video around. And if if we hit like a thousand plays, I have to take one of your terrible, terrible suggestions for a topic. So work together and think up of something really, really bad that I have to turn into entertaining content somehow. Yeah. <laughs> follow so, him, people. Follow. So, for this week's topic, the reason you are here is because I watched Gundam Hathaway, which is available on Netflix right now. And, oh yes and i have a review for it on my on the site as well that you guys can check out i recommend reading it after this podcast just so you you can see where this is going to go and i wanted to talk about it at my usual co-host kit surprise not into gundam at all <laughs> have you ever tried to have a nuanced discussion about gundam with someone who doesn't know the hell a gundam is i i did actually I mean, you, there will be those kind of moments where you feel like you want to fish your friends into the Gundam fandom. And I did, yeah, I did twice. Like, there's this one time where I enticed my friend to like, hey, you should watch Thunderbolt. Because I, I think you can agree with me on here, this one, that we think that Thunderbolt has like one of the, the best animations to be ever presented in the Gundam history. Yeah, it's also the best jumping on point, I think. Oh. Because you don't Dang, know. It was so good. <laughs> you don't need to it know was... shit about Thunderbolt to go in. Uh, and then jazz. Good jazz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, YouTube <laughs> just recommended me like a live performance of Groovy Duel from Season 2. Ooh. And I'm just like... Now, if only, if only Sunrise uh, makes another Thunderbolt movie. Because now it's on a cliffhanger, so... We're just yeah. cliffhanged. My my <laughs> brother and I were joking about it. We joked that every Super Fumina you buy pays for Thunderbolt Season 3. 
<laughs> hey, we made that joke. We made that joke with, uh, with Love Live back in the days because technically Love Live is made by Sunrise. Yeah, which okay. Technically, so maybe sponsored uh, to to Gundams. I think. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I need to tell you this story. So, I attended a Gundam press event. I think last month or two months ago, mm-hmm. and so they had a bunch of people from Bandai. There, one of mm-hmm. them was like. I can't remember what his official title was, but you know he works something adjacent to Gundam, and he okay. he is much younger than the other guys that were there. <laughs> and they and they were like, oh, you know, like, what's your favorite Gundam? So all these old dudes are like, oh, you know, I really like the Zaku too. Oh man, the Jagan is good. Da, da, da. And <laughs> this dude's just like, uh, my favorite kit is actually the Love Life ones. <laughs> and I'm just like. Look at the balls on this guy! <laughs> give that man, give that man a cookie. Give that man a cookie. Like he's <laughs> literally just like, I love the Chad energy of going to a Gundam event with this giant poster <laughs> of the RX seventy eight two behind you, and he's like, love life though. <laughs> I love life though. <laughs> Have you oh, heard Snowhillation? <laughs> Oh man, that the chatness of that dude. I respect. Yeah. I respect. But so Gundam Hathaway, right? Mm-hmm. So first of all, I did not know Hathaway was part was like based on a book series. It is. It is actually. I'm not sure when it was released, but I remember it was. It came out first as a novel. Do I, am I allowed to say spoilers here? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, let's make this a spoiler cast. Let's go. Okay. Let's go full spoiler. Uh, full spoiler. Are we? We're doing this, aren't we? Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Well, maybe don't. <laughs> only spoil the movie. Don't don't spoil like the what else is in the books. Ah. Like, if, okay. Okay. If Hathaway physically turns into a Neo Zeong, don't say that. Did he? Did he? Did he became that? Oh no. Okay. Then, no, I mean, I we're not saying because we're not spoiling it. Ah. Ah. <laughs> That that makes sense. That, that makes would sense. be weird if Hathaway suddenly turned into a Neo Zeong. <laughs> but technically, right? Uh, Hathaway's flash has been out since, if I'm right, if I'm correct on this one, if I'm right, it, it was out in the '90s as a visual novel. That's that's pretty much all smaller hidden series of Gundam, like mm. uh, Crossbone, Hathaway's Flash, Blue Destiny, etc., etc. So. I'm not. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, so, Hathaway's Flash. It was a visual novel back in the 90s, if I'm correct. Visual or and light then, novel? I thought it was a light novel. It's either that or light. Eeny, meeny, miny, Okay. It's either, I think it's light. I think it's light. Yeah, because visual but, novel, that's a lot of effort to put into. <laughs> that's the thing, because, okay, I have to be very honest here. I did not read the novels at all. That's but okay, me neither. My first introduction to Hathaway's Flash is in a PS2 Gundam game, which is called SD Gundam G-Generation. Uh, G-Generation. Mm-hmm. So that was my first introduction to Hathaway. And if I'm right, that was like one of the times where the company, um, basically Sunrise, decided to draw characters for the, for the novel. And at the same time as well, introduce them to, um, to their voice actors, to the, to the storyline as well. So I remember... It, that was my like first introduction of the show, and mm-hmm. I have to say it was quite classical. It was very nice. Yeah. Oh, that's where the Messer came from, right? Because I saw yes. like the Messer was 
Dude, the Nessa is like the best thing about that movie because that is a good-looking robot. Oh, it does. And then, uh, okay, you you prefer um, Zeon Remnants or Zeon suits. Yeah. I, on the other hand, in that movie, I really like the Federation suits, especially the Gustav Carls <laughs> or Carl Gustavs. I don't know why they call it Gustav Carls. It makes it. It sounds like a Russian name somehow. That's probably but okay. But the Gustav Carl isn't new to Hathaway, right? Like that's. That's a no. previously existing suit, so that doesn't count. Like, I uh, I could put in the unicorn Gundam in the background and say, "Oh yeah, that's my favorite mobile suit from Hathaway." <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, um, I think okay because no one cares of the other uh, mobile suits back in Hathaway's Flash in the in the movie because everyone only know two. Uh, if I'm right, the two most popular mobile suits in Hathaway's Flash, which came out in the game. Um, in in games first, which is like the Sea Gundam and the Penelope Gundam, yeah. which are two big boys, very big boys. Yeah, I was gonna say my first complaint about Hathaway is that I can't tell those two apart. They're just giant oh. Doritos in space. You know what? I can agree. I can agree with you. I cannot. I think the only thing that differentiates them is Sea has a lot of like blue parts on him. And the Penelope is mostly white, with a you know, with a with a horn on the top of it. That would be great if most of that movie didn't take place at night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you are correct. I I can agree because I could not differentiate which one is C, which one is Penelope, because <laughs> it was like in the it was like dark in the movie. Yeah, so that movie is dark sure for no suit. reason. I mean, it is nighttime. Yeah, but and... unicorn takes place in space, and I can tell what's going on there. That yeah, I can agree. Yeah, it, everything is a bit more bright. I f- um... I feel like the someone in charge of that movie wanted mm-hmm. it to look as much like a Hollywood movie as possible. So mm. they they took a bunch of photos from real Hollywood movies and then said to the VFX team, "Now make it look like this." That's what Hathaway feels like. I want sheets of darkness. I want lots of them. Yeah, like I thought it was a problem with my TV. Then I went to go watch the trailer on my laptop for the review, and I was like, "Oh no, it is this dark!" In like <laughs> on purpose, they did this on on freaking purpose. That is true. I can, yeah, I can agree on that because I think you are right on the budget part because there's a lot of scenes in that movie. I can say it's. Super detailed and at the same time super beautiful, especially during the first battle scene between the Gustav Carls uh, and I forgot the Zion mobile suit name. Is it is it really the Mesa? Yeah, it's the Mesa. Yeah, it's, it's the Mesa. I remember there's like what this scene where there's a lot of sparks going on just yeah. by using the uh, beam sabers clashing, yeah. and I was like, wow, they they actually showed the effect of those small particles burning on the floor. And it's disintegrating everything that it touches. I was like, wow. So I actually paid attention to that. I watched it with my brother, and we were like, the moment we see that scene, I'm like, oh, look, it's War in the Pocket. <laughs> war in the Pocket. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, it's War in the Pocket. Good choice. Good choice. For me, it was like, did Michael Bay, did Michael Bay, like, directed the sparks and the explosions of the movie? Because. It kind of looks like that. Yeah, it really kind of looks like that. That's why it looks like a lot of Hollywood movies. Like that's that's what I noticed. Like it's very, very much trying to be a 
trying to give that Hollywood movie experience. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, so one one thing though, I need I need to inform you and the good people how I watched this movie. So I watched it back to back after Charles Counter Attack. Mm, because they, they came to Netflix at the same time. This would probably explain why I actually don't like Gundam Hathaway. <laughs> Go on. Go on. Hathaway is the worst character in Charles Counter Attack. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot agree more. Uh, I really cannot agree more on that uh, one. I find his <laughs> his whining in Gundam Hathaway is insufferable because he's like, oh, the, the Federation is so corrupt, rich, like, and then at the same time they're like, hey Hathaway, what happened at the end of Charles Counterattack when you shot a mil like a Federation military officer because you had a crush on a girl, and he goes, oh my dad made it go away. <laughs> it's like you you directly benefited from that. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah, yeah okay yeah Hathaway is a lot it's it, it's quite annoying because I remember his if I'm right his first appearance was in Zeta uh, he was in Zeta as a child mm. okay and then it progresses to him becoming a teenager in Char's, Char's Counter-Attack yeah which to be honest he is very very annoying because he was like, oh, you adults are all thinking about destruction and all of you Federation people are corrupted and oh, er, blah, 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 blah. I don't think he even and mentions then, the corruption. He's literally just like, let me ban Quest. <laughs> <laughs> let me, I want Quest. Give me Quest. But, and, then, and they're like, but, but Hathaway, Quest wants that charge. And he's like, no, but I, but I want, Qu- but me. And then he I have that special girlfriend. connection with Quest. I want Quest. Yeah, then, then he shoots Amuro's girlfriend. <laughs> oh yeah, he was so angry. He was like super edgy. He was like, oh, you adults are all about killing people. And then pew. And then kills someone practically innocent. Like, uh, she, you know, yeah, I, she is basically innocent that entire movie. She is. Like Gundam has very few innocent people, and but she was one of them. <laughs> yeah, she, she was only trying to stop Quest from... Like destroying everything, yeah. And Hathaway was like, "And Quest, don't destroy, don't destroy things. Calm your butt down." And then the Amuro's uh, love interest, I can say it's love interest, mm. was like, "Move, move, uh, shoots at Alpha Zero, which is Quest's uh, mobile armor during that time." And then yeah, Quest was like, "Through, yeah, through, through Hathaway to the side, and then blew up." And then I remember that scream, that Hathaway scream, Quest. A lot of times, which is quite annoying to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so no, Hathaway is like a piece of shit in Charles Counter Attack, and then they made a whole movie about him. <laughs> <laughs> and he has the audacity to go talk about, oh, corruption is so bad. His motivation doesn't line up, isn't it? Yeah, and I mentioned this in my review. Like, mm-hmm. what it should have been is it should mm-hmm. have been another character who was on the Rock Island at the time who okay. saw all this. And then decided to, you know, be a super terrorist as a result. Uh, and then, yeah. like, Hathaway gets roped in and he, and they're just like, Hathaway, you know, like, you're directly responsible for this because he saw you get a slap on the wrist for basically treason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> insubordination, sorry, treason is to a country, but yeah, in, insubordination and, and now you have to go do things. 
people do things to help. But yeah, I got I got to say I like the marketing for Hathaway's Flash. Mm-hmm. Because that one trailer that mentions the plot makes it sound like the whole movie is this cat and mouse between Mufti and and Hathaway. Mm-hmm. And like literally the first 10 minutes is Hathaway going I'm Mufti. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is true. Uh actually technically in the movie like okay, do you want me to call her Gigi or Gigi? Because it's, it's very Gigi. hard. To, it's Gigi. It's okay. It's Gigi. Because yeah, I'm. Um, I hope. To be honest, I was hoping like it's um the reveal of Mafti is a bit more dramatic, but this one is just straight up like, oh, I'm I'm actually Mafti, and Gigi was like, oh, I know. Uh, you're you're Mafti. I know you're Mafti. Are you Mafti? It's kind of like a not surprising. I, I wish it's a bit more dramatic. Well, because I think that wasn't the like it wasn't meant to be a twist. That's literally the character's introduction. It's like, oh, I'm Hathaway, and I'm also like space Al Qaeda now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good one. That was that was a good one. Yeah, he he is technically a terrorist. Ah, uh, he is straight up a terrorist. <laughs> I mean, he bought a plane himself to yeah. kill the people that is in the plane itself. Also, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, and that was a good one. I I have to say like I can't tell why I like Gigi. Mm-hmm. So because her character design is pretty good, okay. But also she's voiced by Akane from Gridman. Like that was the first thing I latched onto. I was like, oh, oh, you're oh. Akane. You're my favorite character now. Cool. Oh, I didn't know. I I okay. Um, I have to be honest. I'm not the kind of person to like identify voice actors with their characters. But oh. Oh, that's a surprise. I uh, it for me it only works for the characters I really like, and I really like Akane from Gridman. <laughs> but okay, I'm I'm not sure if you noticed. Okay, you noticed Akane was in the movie as Gigi, mm-hmm. but do you know the inspector from the movie? His voice act, uh, the voice it's actor Archer, for right? for the inspector is the original Hathaway from the game. Oh yeah, so. All this time in those games, uh, uh, PS2 games or any Gundam games, you saw Hathaway. That's his voice actor. He wait, wait, the, the the inspector, as in the dude with the riding crop, or the 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 police inspector. Oh, the oh one okay, him, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was the he his voice. He voice acted the original Hathaway from the games. Ah, okay, okay. Ah. So I, I, I was just think, about it too. I was thinking about uh, was his name Kenneth the. The Federation dude, yeah, Kenneth. Yeah, he's. I haven't confirmed this, but I'm like ninety percent sure he's Archer from Fate Stay Night. So, oh, is he? I again, I don't know. Don't hold me to that. <laughs> but he's. Uh, but he sounds very similar to him. Hmm. Okay. To the to the list to the podcast listeners, uh, I am. I have to be honest. I do not remember every single character's name, but I do remember most of the mobile suits names. Oh, same. That's, that's my job. Same. <laughs> that's, what, that's literally what we do in the Gundam fandom. We don't remember the character's name, but we mo we are most likely to remember the mobile suit, the mobile armors, the the battleship's name. Yeah, like Gelgook. <laughs> like like Gelgook, uh, Zaku, and then Alpha Azieru. And that one is a very rare one to know. If you yeah, if you watch Sharks Counter Attack, you don't know that. Oh man, the the opening credits for. 
before Gundam Hathaway are so good. So this is just a Ooh. recap of Charles' counterattack set to James Bond yes. music. Yeah. Oh, you. Oh, oh, okay. I thought I'm the only one that noticed this, but yes, I agree. Sawano, you did a very good job. Thank you, Sawano. So. One thing I didn't notice about Hathaway's Flash, like I thought they were going to do a Twilight Axis and squeeze it in between Counter Attack and Unicorn. Mm. It takes place after Unicorn. Yes, it is actually. It's it's in UC zero one zero five, which is I think it's like on two, three, mathematically it's nine years. Yeah, nine after years after Unicorn. Unicorn. But Unicorn wasn't written as a book then, right? Unicorn? No, it was not written as a book. Shark Counter Attack, yes. No, 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 but yeah, okay, so the plot for Unicorn didn't exist when Hathaway came out, right? Yeah, literally doesn't. So... Because that makes it really <laughs> funny if you if you only watch the movies. Because <laughs> Hathaway talks like nothing has happened since Charles Counter-Attack. When, mm-hmm. But if you think about it with Unicorn existing, nine years uh, ago, the government tried to fire the Death Star laser. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they did. That's a unicorn, right? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know the Federation government. It was the Federation, right? It was yeah, the it was. Federation. Well, you know your your government, your Federation government tried to shoot a big ass laser towards a colony. One. Yeah. Just dude. to kill an old man. With yeah. a commandment list. Yeah, an old man and his post-it note. That's. <laughs> And then uh, a, a university student became the new head of Zeon, which is now like an official country. Oh, oh yes. Oh, now, now, yeah, 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 I remember that one. <laughs> Technically, yeah, she is a university student, isn't she? Yeah. Oh, yeah, she did. But she, she was like literally the daughter of like a previous general. Yeah, so, yeah, that's that's why she's like the rifle. <clears throat> but I mean, like, this is all big stuff that has canonically happened in the UC timeline, and Hathaway's just like, nothing's happened since Charles counterattack, and I'm just like, are you sure, buddy? Are you sure, buddy? <laughs> do, you, do you want to check back have like five have years you ago? What the news? happened? <laughs> have you checked the news? What happened in UC 0096? Like literally nine years ago. <laughs> you literally nine years ago, your Federation government tried to shoot an old man with a with a plaque with words on it with a big ass laser and, that's uh, what that's what they do and then like it's also funny because you know the the start is like is mafti the next char aznabel when uh mm. if you look at all the uc nonsense there's been like three more chars since char died yeah oh i mean if we want to include narrative yeah. <laughs> if we want to include narrative into it uh, and then what more? Narrative, narrative, frontal, and wasn't the girl from Twilight Axis also? Wasn't she supposed to be a char? I don't know. A char clone. So yes, technically yes, three frontal. The guy from the guy from narrative. I forgot his name because he was crazy. And then the girl from Twilight Axis. Yeah. So. <laughs> so yeah, like you. Are you sure about that? I think Hathaway just sucks at reading the news. I think he only checks news for Mafti. He's got one of those Google pings that comes up anytime news about Mafti is written. I, I think, right, um, this is just a, my opinion, but I think the writers are trying to be as um, close to the uh, light novel 
So, yeah, I, I, to- I totally see that. <laughs> that is the real world reason for it. It's just really f***ing funny because, you know, in Bandai's official UC timeline, that happened. <laughs> Unicorn happened. <laughs> Now, do, but do we want to acknowledge it can- canonically or not? <laughs> That's I mean, the thing. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, I I don't think they should have changed stuff to fit in the unicorn thing. But I think mm-hmm. like just because you know they had that shot of totally not BBC, right? Like they, I think just a small like one of those side articles saying like oh Mineva Mineva Zabi, I don't know saved a kitten or whatever would have been good enough. Mm, I agree. Just yeah, just a small snitch of unicorn. Just mention that unicorn happened. So we yes. don't. So we can end the arguments about yes. parallel universes and all that crap. <laughs> okay, so mm-hmm. like the start of Hathaway is like you know really really intense, right? With the whole plane scene and all that. What happens the rest of the movie? I don't. I legit don't remember. Mm. Like after well, I remember. after like the ship, uh, after the mobile suit attacks the hotel. Okay. I don't. All I hear. Like all I remember is the screen cutting to black. Hathaway whines for about like six, like forty minutes, and then, <laughs> and then the Shi Gundam and the Penelope are like slapping each other in the middle of the ocean. That's uh, I mean, okay, I I since I rewatched the movie again last night, I remember. It. So basically, uh, hotel explosion scene. Mesa came by, got caught, and then Hathaway was like getting investigated. And then he decided to like make a run for it. That's when his his whole original Mati team was introduced. Ah, uh, yeah, I remember. That. That's that. That's like the only part I remember. And then they flew to into space, which I was like, okay, why are you flying to space? Are you trying to run from something? But surprise, surprise! Apparently, he was trying to get his Gundam. Okay, that was a cool scene. Like it the... was. I love that Anaheim Electronics is the most evil corporation ever. <laughs> like it's not enough that like hey we can give you like an old Gyaradoga or something. No, no, we made you a Gundam. Here you go, Al Qaeda. <laughs> the the funny thing, right? I remember like I'm not sure if this is the correct line, but Hathaway was like. This is like not the exact words, but Hatsumi was like, "I can't believe Anaheim did this, did this thing where they built another Gundam just like his." And I mean, is it not that surprising? Anaheim has been manipulating the whole war. Anaheim since, built know, the Neo Zeon. <laughs> and if if you they believe narrative, is, if you build, if you believe narrative is real, they built two Neo Zeons. Oh, they did a red one and a white one. <laughs> Like Anaheim is the most morally bankrupt corporation, and I love it. <laughs> the, the, he's uh, Anaheim is basically like that parent where they give everything to their kids, even though you know they're like the kids are fighting. So the parent is like, here, 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 here's a gun for you, and here's a bigger gun for you. Now fight. I I love it. it's even better in when you look at it at Unicorn specifically. Because mm-hmm. Frontal specifically steals from Anaheim, like he stole the Sinanju from them, mm-hmm. and then like a few months later, he walks up to them with an order for a Neo Zeong, and they're like, "Oh yeah, sure. Never mind. <laughs> that you're clearly using the Sinanju that you stole. Like you parked it outside." 
<laughs> it's still there. We can clearly <laughs> see that's our mobile suit that you have. Can, can I just like, have can another? I, can, can, can I have can a I, mobile armor as well? And they were like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> can, can, can I just get? I know I stole from you guys like uh, a few years ago, and then turn it into mine, which I painted it red with one eye. But can I have like another bigger one? Yeah, can I? You know, have like a... like. <laughs> can I have a bigger one? You know, like a colony destroying level of big. Yeah, that one. Oh yeah, uh, and cycle frame, please. The cycle frame has to be taller than than the mobile armor itself. Yeah, and 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 I want it to be super invisible uh, towards beam weapons, any kind. And I'm just like, you got the cash, and he's like, yeah. And they're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, we'll be we'll we'll build you one, even though I don't know you stole from us a few years ago. But yeah, no problem. Money is money. No problem. Money talks. Yeah, I, I love. The fact that Anaheim has never been the villain is like my favorite thing of about Gundam. Like, <laughs> accidental or intentional, they're just like, oh no, corporations have no values. They would, they will oh, do whatever boy. they want. And okay, that that's kind of deep though. Like we never, like I never seen Gundam as like a, like a. I mean, we know Gundam is basically it's super the main theme is yeah. war. Yeah. But then when you said like, oh, corporations are. Like that, and was like, oh man, that's that sounds really, really deep. I mean, that's really pretty deep. much what Unicorn was all about, because Unicorn was literally about screw Federation and Zeon, but corporations are shit. Mm. Because it was like the Vist Foundation is controlling the Federation, and oh yeah, and then like uh, was this Frontal restarted Neo Zeon just to do his nonsense? Uh I think that's actually a line from Unicorn as well because when Banager is on the the what's the ship the ship that looks like a butt plug oh god I can't remember what it's called Garantier yeah. that the, looks like a butt butt plug please the Garantier oh <laughs> looks like a butt plug and now I cannot unsee it as a butt plug thank you yeah it's a it's, it's a butt plug and they talk about how like Banager lost his weapons before they captured him and uh, and they give they give him like some of the Gyara Zulu weapons and and he goes like oh will it work and they're like oh yeah yeah mobile suit weapons are universally compatible and he's just like oh I guess that's the thing that you can agree on (laughs) (laughs) and they're just like oh they're all made by Anaheim (laughs) let's be at war by with each other but no worries your weapons can are interchangeable so you can keep 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 doing your war thing while being very efficient and with money. Sharing is caring. Yeah, just as long as you use Anaheim Electronic Beam Magnum, you <laughs> it doesn't matter what your faction is. <laughs> we stray away from Hathaway's Flash really quick yeah. in this one. Yeah, shall, no. shall we go back to Hathaway? I mean, but that's pretty much what the movie was though, wasn't it? It was... <laughs> Nothing happens! Yeah, I um, if I'm right, is, are they gonna like... Uh, I'm not sure if I heard this correctly or not, but did they announce like another a second part of Hathaway's Flash? They they didn't, but it's gonna happen. Like you yeah, you saw the ending, the where Gigi is just like I'm gonna go look for Bright Noah. Like oh yeah, there's no way you can say that and not have it be true. I mean, if Unicorn can have seven OBAs, yeah, then why not Hathaway? Uh, that's that's actually another problem I had with Hathaway was that 
I feel like they should have called it episode one from the start. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. Like like part one or episode one. Yeah, Mobile Suit Gundam Hathaway, Episode One Hathaway's Flash. That's oh, you are correct. I think that's a very good. That sounds like a very good title. But because I think like I was Netflix pissed is... off at the ending. That's because <laughs> because of the cliffhanger. <laughs> Honestly, I expected to be hap- to to happen because okay, um, in Hathaway's Flash in the uh, light novel, there's a very major spoiler. At the end of the novel, not spoiler, like major event happened in the mm. end of the light novel, and they barely scratched the surface in the first Hathaway Netflix movie. So, I think it's it's gonna be a long time. I think it's gonna be have like like at least three or four OVAs to that point. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, we all know. Do you know that scene, or no, should I show? No, I've completely blind. You can tell me after we stop the recording. Okay, yeah, Because we should. Do, I should do that. <laughs> Because I don't care about spoilers, but uh, I th- but I think our listeners might. But yeah, no, like nothing happens. Like Hathaway, yeah. I don't, I don't. You you like the movie, so like convert me here. Tell tell me what was good about this movie because I legit don't see it. Hmm. Okay. Cause, cause. Okay. The terms in terms of light novel, right? It's impossible for you to explain a Gundam movie. Sorry, a Gundam story with just one movie. That's why Unicorn has literally has seven OVAs just to explain from head to toe. Okay, so yeah. this one I was really expecting it because I knew the plot of the light novel of Hathaway's Flash before the movie came out, so I was not surprised if they put a cliffhanger. That's totally normal. But I'd say that the reason why I like the movie is it's a good introduction of Mafty, just a very brief introduction. Like okay, we're just gonna tell you a bit of about Mafty. What does he do? How? Uh, what is his motivation to become Mafty? And the introduction of uh, C and Penelope, which is good. I I can see it as an introduction, an uh, introduction to the Hathaway Flash uh, series. Hmm. If you see it that way, then it is a bit more acceptable. If you expect like okay, uh, if you expect Hathaway Flash. The whole light novel to be crammed into one two-hour movie, I can tell you it's impossible. It's very impossible. Yeah, no, I I don't think I was expecting that to happen. I just you know, like if it's going to be a multi-parter, tell me from this from the start. Ah. Because like I think episode one of Unicorn is pretty fucking slow, but it's literally called episode one day of the Unicorn. Oh yeah, they did. They did. They did on that one. <laughs> Like the Unicorn Gundam doesn't appear till like the last ten minutes of that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, I can yeah. The they they made it like very last minute, which is okay. I think it is it is a how to say this. It is a mandatory thing to do in any Gundam shows, which is the last ten minutes of the show. You need to show the Gundam, the introduction of the Gundam. Yeah, <laughs> that's I, literally every Gundam show ever. Yeah, pretty much, and. Like like so, if I view Hathaway as Hathaway episode one, then yeah, okay, that's okay, I guess that's it's a standard episode one. Like, <laughs> and I think because a lot of people are saying, oh, it's, well, you should have read the light novel. Hell no, I should have read. I shouldn't have read the light novel. It's in like, Japanese. That's no, it's just like if 
if you're releasing something on a as a movie on Netflix of all things, you have to assume the audience is going to be the most casual, like the most casual group of people ever, right? <laughs> like you can't you can't set homework for a for a movie and then complain that people didn't do the homework. Like I <laughs> I freaking watched Watchmen before I read the comic. That's <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, it's interesting that you say that about how Twitter because I scroll through Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. And there are some people saying like this is the greatest Gundam movie ever made, and I'm just like, why? Mm. I I think the only okay, I think because because before this because we had it's narrative. the new one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because you know because of this, okay. Basically, remember the light novel part where I told you before, like it's basically side stories or like very underrated. Gundam series. So, example would be Hattori's Flash, Crossbone, Crossbone Blue Destiny, etc. Okay. So, ever since, ever since, um, I think it was since Gundam Seed, people are like, okay, uh, you already introduced uh, Hattori in the games and in the light novels. So, we want it in movie form because they don't want to watch any other crap, any other Gundam crap. Uh, like, I don't know, like, uh, example, Seed. <laughs> Uh, Iron Blood Orphans, which is actually good, actually. Um, so they were like, okay, I want, we want, we want the continuation of Shark's Counter Attack. They, we want Hathaway's Flash. We want Crossbone. But, and then, but the, but the, the issue thing is, right, the issue is, right, Sunrise didn't do that. Instead, what Sunrise did after CCA is Gundam Seed, uh, Gundam H, and then uh, there's. See Destiny, Double O, and then Iron Blooded Orphans, and then they kind of give the fans what they want in Unicorn, and then the fans were like, "Okay, if you did Unicorn, then I want, I want Crossbone, I want Hathaway's Flash," which is because Hathaway's Flash and Crossbone are after Unicorn, so yeah. we want those two. But again, Sunrise didn't listen; they decided to make that crap just called uh, narrative. Uh, ah. Yeah. I, I could do a whole episode on how much I hate narrative. <laughs> I, I hate... I, I mean, okay, I like the song. Sawano, you still did a very yeah, good so, job. Yeah, Sawano was good. In narrative, you do good job. I commend you on that one. But gosh, the storyline is so, so messy. And so... It's so... Un, it's unbearable. And the animation... Okay, the Gundam is good. But the character animations and other things are so... Rush. It's like watching Avatar... Made by M. Shyamalan. Yeah. Yeah. M. Night Shyamalan all over again. My, I think, uh, I think my favorite thing about narrative is whenever they cut to Mineva, and she's just like, "Oh man, you know, it's a shame that we lost the unicorn, you know." Yeah. And, and, then, and she's like, "Oh, that thing reminds me of the unicorn, but the unicorn was destroyed." And it's gone, and it's totally gone. And the last scene is her looking out the window, and the, she still has the unicorn. It's just like Mineva. <laughs> Here's it. Mineva is a great character if you mm-hmm. assume she's a massive piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my, that's a good one. Part of the reason that I love Unicorn so much is that she strings Banisher along for seven whole movies. Mm, yeah, she did. <laughs> like she is the blueprint to what Makima in Chainsaw Man would later be. <laughs> Where she literally 
goes to Riddhi and says, if I jump out a plane, Banerjee will catch me and then jumps out a plane. And sure and then, enough, Banerjee catches her. And... <laughs> oh my gosh. She's like, okay, I'm I... going to do all this without ever piloting a mobile suit. I believe in you. I will make that jump of leap of faith and I know Banerjee will come by to save me. Fuck you, Riddhi. You beta cock. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what would be very cool is when she jumped out or leaped out. She shows a middle finger to Riddy. That would, <laughs> that would be good. Nah, man, Riddy doesn't even get that much respect. Like she's literally like, I am not even looking at you, and I have forgotten you exist. You horrible, horrible person. <laughs> oh, oh, um, that was so good. Dunking on Riddy is the best. He's like the worst character in Unicorn. Uh, he's a sim. He's a terrible sim. Not not just a simp. It's I don't know how to describe it, but guys, if you've watched Unicorn, you you would know the real OGs know. Riddy is just the worst character in Unicorn. He, he kills like Marita. He's like a goody two shoes in like the in the first introduction, and then he gets he turns into this crazy simp guy. He's a fuck boy. That's what he is. That's. <laughs> He gets upset that uh that he gets friend zoned by by Mineva. Oh and, boy. And then kills uh Marida for it. Oh, I mean I remember that scene. It was I I can tell you I cried. I cried in that scene very very much. And then added with Sawano's tearful music. I was yeah. like, "Oh boy, this is this Unicorn is very jerking." I actually cried. Unicorn had both Sawano and Emer on it. So, you know, Oh. And freaking boom boom satellites. <laughs> episode five still the best episode of Unicorn. Oh, the, yeah, the songs, the songs, the storyline, um, the animation wise in Unicorn are applaudable. And then and and then narrative ruined it. <laughs> and then I think okay, so back to your question, which is why do people say that um, Hathaway Splash, the Netflix movie, is the best of all time? I think it's because they are waiting for like a very high quality produce kind of movie after that. So they're being held hostage. That's what it is. If yes. I don't say it's good now, I'll never get Hathaway too. Yes, yes, because they know. Okay, if we if they they were like okay, if I praise Hathaway Flash a lot by now, then hopefully Sunrise will reanimate or re, uh, or animate Crossbow. Oh man, just Which, buy more Fuminas. Just, just buy more four minutes, people. Do it. Just, just do it. Just do. Oh, did you see that thirty-minute sisters thing? Thirty-minute what? So you know how uh, Bandai made the thirty-minute missions, right? Which are those hyper-customizable mobile suits. Oh, I heard. I I saw. Yeah. I like a snippet of the video, but I didn't catch like what's going on with it. Yeah. So thirty-minute missions is the robots. Thirty-minute sisters is build your own super Fumina. Ah. I will. It, I will send you the. <laughs> I will send you the thing right now. Ah. <laughs> it is genius. Like I am legit waiting for them to announce more kits so I can buy them in one shot and and make my make my dream come true essentially. <laughs> On that note, I think that's it for us. Uh we mm-hmm. this episode ran a lot longer than I thought it would, but hey, we were dunking on Hathaway, so it's all good. So okay, in conclusion, I would like to add a conclusion. Do watch Hathaway, uh, but be if you're a new fan, 
uh, be prepared to be very confused. Oh, oh yeah, so be... definitely. Don't watch Hathaway as your first Gundam movie. Holy don't shit, don't do it. that. <laughs> if you want to appreciate the art and the uh, art and the animation, yes, go for it. But if you want to watch to understand the context of the movie, trust me, it will be a very wild ride and a confused ride as well. Literally, so... if you're watching it on Netflix, uh, Gundam, like... Mobile Suit Gundam movie one, two, and three, and Charles Counter Attack are all there. Please watch those first. True. I mean, if you want to like at least understand like a shortcut way, just skip to Charles Counter Attack. <laughs> just recognize the character called Hathaway Bright, Bright Hathaway, or sorry, uh, Hathaway Noah. Yeah. Just yeah. remember that name. I mean, yeah, I was, I would say that as well. But Charles Counter Attack is also like. Why would you watch that as your first movie? Like, you, that why, is true too. you don't understand why Amuro and Cha are in love. So that is true too. Okay, so I guess a good conclusion would be if you're a new fan, do not watch Hathaway's Flash if you want to understand the context. But it would be a good show to, if you want to like enjoy the animation or whatever it is. Okay, then you can. If you if anything else, I think Hathaway's Flash is a very satisfactory not great but satisfactory movie for Gundam fans out, out there I hope that Netflix and Sunrise kept working to keep working together to release the uh, next few Hathaway's Flash because mm-hmm. clearly it's an intro so we need to see go through the, uh, the show to go through its journey and then the end as well also so, uh, also Netflix if you're listening Thunderbolt I'm just saying Thunderbolt, give me part three right now. I want part three. Oh no, I, I just meant put Thunderbolt on Netflix. Because oh yeah, they didn't put it. Okay, put Thunderbolt in Netflix. Let people enjoy a good jazz. Yeah, <laughs> Th- dude, Thunderbolt like season one of Thunderbolt is legitimately so good. I didn't like season two as much. Season two had yeah. good music, but like the overall plot was too messy for me. Mm, but Thunderbolt, yeah, I can agree. Thunderbolt one, that is a ten out of ten. I agree. Thunderbolt, the first Thunderbolt, really, really good. It's a good introduction to Gundam as well. If you do not want to watch it like canonically timeline, that that's a good show in a UC timeline to watch. Yeah, go for that one. I I still think my my favorite scene in in the entirety of Thunderbolt mm-hmm. is that one scene where the kids arrive towards the end of Thunderbolt and they all start saluting the Gundam <laughs> and uh, what's his name uh, Io yeah Io is just like he gets mad and he's like holy sh! you told them they would be serving on a ship with a Gundam and now they're all going to die <laughs> and you're all gonna die <laughs> I think just that that idea that like the, the seasoned soldiers all recognize that the Gundam is a propaganda tool now yeah, true, true, that true. They, on- they only keep calling mobile suits Gundam so that people will be like, I'm serving on a ship with a Gundam. Therefore, I'm fighting the- for the Federation. And I'm, then, fighting, like, I'm fighting for justice. And then half the kids get killed in like the next five minutes. Oh, because boy. Thunder- Thunderbolt <laughs> punches you in the f***ing gut. Oh, Thunderbolt it's... does not hold punches. They literally show you the, 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 the pain... The hard, hard truth of war. They it's, literally put it in that context. 
Yeah, there's there's that scene from season two that like actually makes me cry. Oh, uh, okay. Which is uh, episode two from season two, mm-hmm. where uh, where you know the Atlas Gundam fights that mobile armor, and then at the last second he's saved from being from being crushed underwater, mm. and you know he. Eo like kisses Bianca. It's the typical hero shot, right? Like they're on the beach, he kisses her, then a plane flies over, kind of thing. <laughs> and then hard cut funeral. Like li- literally, they are the only couple that survived because everyone else lost someone on the ship. <laughs> and it cu- and it cuts uh... back to the, like that one dude who's writing letters to send home, like to tell people that their their kids are dead. And the uh... and that song is playing, and I'm just like. Holy sh! That did not hold back at all. Why? Why are they making like unicorn? No, I mean, why are they making like Thunderbolt to be recognized as one of like good Gundam shows? Because it is a masterpiece that no one knows. It's so underrated. It is legit the most underrated Gundam series. Yes, because people the the people won't acknowledge it as a UC canon show to tie yeah. to any. You see, kind of shows. Hence, they were like, "Eh, I'm gonna ignore it. I'm just gonna put it to the side." I think it's because it's very hard to market, you know, amputation body horror. <laughs> ooh, ooh, yeah, that's that's, that's, that's a That's things. <laughs> and anyways, uh. that's it for that's it from us. That's gonna be the last official words of this episode: is amputation <laughs> body horror. Thank you so much, Amir, for coming on to the podcast. Thank you too for inviting me out. And th- I did realize this is the four-year anniversary of uh, of the Gundam Ball. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you're the guy who got who won the Gundam Ball, like, let me know. Like, leave a comment. I want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear from. That was a legitimately fun prank to pull. Uh, <laughs> it's not a Gundam. You brought. You brought a ball into a Gundam fight. I printed a V fin and stuck it, <laughs> <laughs> and even, and even printed out the word Gundam and stuck it on the box. It was the best. Uh, <laughs> if I'm not drowning in work when I make this week's episode thumbnail, I'll go look for that to put it as part of the thumbnail. Anyways, this has been another episode of the Brave Room. Don't forget to leave a comment, and you know, share us out to your friends. Maybe you like Hathaway. Maybe you think he's a good character who does right things. Maybe. Tell me in the comments. Prove me wrong. Bet you won't. Is his actions justifiable? You think what he's doing is right? Tell, comment. Hashtag Hathaway did nothing wrong. Hathaway did nothing wrong. <laughs> this has been The Brave oh, Room. Uh, signing off.